Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families. Tune in each week and let's talk. I'll bring you a message from my heart, an expert interview, or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts, homeschool families like yours. Remember to check the link in the show notes below and you'll find an article that corresponds with this episode. Finally, remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com for more information about how we serve homeschooling families. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. Today, we're going to talk about connection before curriculum. This story really does come straight from my heart. And what I want to share with you today is a time when I failed as a mother. Now, before I share my failures, I do want to share what I did right. I also want to let you know the reason we're talking about this today is because I find myself frequently saying connection before curriculum. And I want you to understand where this comes from. Now, connection before curriculum came very easily for me when my children were young. I actually think when they were really young, I was an outstanding mom. I read to them multiple times a day. I did arts and crafts with my kids. I hung out with other moms who also had young children. And I sat on the floor and I played with my kiddos. You know, we ran and we played in the backyard together. And nearly every single week, We went on outings that included fun activities like the Children's Museum and swimming. And we generally had a great time. And I would have to say, from an educational perspective, my kids were learning nearly all of the time. But we were having fun doing it. Now I want to ask you, what do children do when they turn five? If you live in America, you know when kids turn five, they go to school. And this is true nearly around the world. So when my oldest daughter turned five, we started doing schoolwork at home, you know, and we began legally homeschooling. Now, I want to clarify this. A lot of parents will say they're homeschooling right now during the COVID pandemic, when really they are doing public school or private school at home. They're not legally homeschooling their children. The word homeschooling is a legal designation that states that you are educating your children from home and not within the public school system. So we started our daughter's school year with a relaxed curriculum that focused on math and reading. Now, as a homeschooling mom, I really did feel pressure to do school at home. And at this time, my focus began to shift from simply connecting with my kids to curriculum. And education began to shift from being a natural and everyday part of life to being curriculum-based. And since our routine now had this doing school component to it, I thought it made sense to get my three-year-old in the habit of doing school too. So I bought her workbooks and I wanted her to work on them a little each day. And gradually, my focus began to shift from connecting and having fun with my kids to having them complete the curriculum. 
I was even so focused on making sure my kids checked all the boxes and did all the curriculum that we might not take time to go to grandma's house or get together with friends. And before my oldest daughter was school age, these were things that we did multiple times each week. And so I want to ask you, do you think focusing on curriculum before my connection with my children worked? Not so well. Here's what it led to. It led to tears as I tried to teach my children how to diagram sentences and learn math concepts that they weren't really ready to learn. And I'm going to digress for just a moment here. When was the last time you diagrammed a sentence? I can tell you I write nearly every day and I never, ever diagram sentences. Now, if you're a grammar geek, you can probably tell that I don't diagram my sentences. But for the rest of you, I believe that I write well enough to make my point. All right, moving on. So here's where that led. With one of my children, I started trying to take some of the teaching out of my hands. And we found a math curriculum that worked for us. And so she was able to focus and do her math in a way where I wasn't quite as involved with it. And that worked for my oldest. But for my youngest daughter, our connection was severely strained. And in fact, our relationship was so delicate that I really could not imagine homeschooling her one more day. At the time that this happened, it was August, and the school year had just begun. Now, with this devastating realization, we found a good private school and enrolled her. And she remained in private school for a year and a half before we cautiously returned to homeschooling her. When I say this was devastating, it really was devastating for me because I had always thought I would homeschool my kids. And I did feel like a failure as a mom because I thought, I can't even homeschool my own daughter. What is, you know, what is wrong with me? And what was wrong is I was putting the correct curriculum before our connection. Now, along with enrolling our daughter in private school, I asked a trusted confidant for a recommendation to a therapist. And I quickly scheduled our first appointment. Now, what did our therapist focus on? You guessed it, connection. It was all about connection. Now, I'll tell you, we didn't just send our daughter to therapy. Our whole family went because this was all of us. And while I may have thought the problem was my daughter, what I found out was the problem was me in many ways. So here's what our therapist did. He told us, well, he told me not to help my daughter with homework anymore. And I said, well, what if my husband is out of town? He said, well, she can do it on her own or she won't do it. And I really was, I couldn't believe this. It was like, really, you don't want me to help her with her homework? You want me to just let her skip it? And yes, that is exactly what he wanted me to do. He believed that our relationship was more important than her homework. And do you know what? He was right. How was I going to teach my daughter if she was upset and I was tense? And when I stopped to think about this, I realized that when my daughter was agitated, she wasn't learning what I was teaching. And we had created a habit of 
her feeling agitated when I tried to help her. It was, we had automatic responses going on between us and we had to end those responses. And the best way to end it was to not start it. So each and every week, our entire family went to therapy. Most weeks, I had a private follow-up call with a therapist the following day. And over time, it became abundantly clear that our therapist's number one goal was to help me, the mom, reestablish my connection with our youngest daughter. So why am I sharing this with you? I want you to know it is not easy to share these types of things. And in fact, it's taken me nearly three years to start opening up since I started writing my book, Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way. And since I started the podcast, the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast, and since I've started sharing a little bit on YouTube as well. So this isn't easy. But while this is not easy, I can see how my experiences, my family's experiences, can help you avoid or overcome some of the same pitfalls that I or we, my family, has experienced. And I would like to help you learn from my mistakes. As homeschooling parents, I do believe that we have very good intentions. I know that I am not the only parent who has made the mistake of putting curriculum before my connection with my children. When you feel the weight of the public education system on your back, it is easy to fall prey to this pressure. As a society, we have been very well conditioned to believe that school is the equivalent of education. As parents, we often feel that we should educate our children at home in ways that are similar to the public education system. We have been so well trained that most homeschooling parents actually try to emulate the public school system in their homes. There are problems with emulating the school system at home. First, home is not school. Second, we have very different environments and circumstances than you will find in a school setting. So it's simply not necessary to emulate the public school system in your home. Third, school does not equal education. Now, I wrote an entire blog post and did a series of podcast episodes about this subject, and I will link to them in the show notes below. The word homeschooling is a legal designation. It is a term. True homeschooling is about your family, community, education, and learning. But it is not about school. Now, I want to talk to you about separating the idea of school from education and learning. Once you begin to separate education and learning from school, then you can begin to open your mind to other educational avenues. So how could have I done a better job homeschooling my kids? As my children entered their school years, I could have continued to focus on connections, community, education, and learning. It is possible to educate your children while sidestepping the schooling aspect. 
So before my children were school age, this was very natural for me. Most days we played as a family and we got together with friends. My children would ask to learn in very natural ways. And I responded by helping them discover more about the things they were interested in finding out more about. Let me give you an example. When my children were little, as I sat at the little table in their playroom, one of them would come up to me and say, what would you like to order today? You know, they're playing with their kitchen and playing restaurant. And I might say, I would like a cheeseburger and french fries. In response, they might say, Mom, how do I write cheeseburger? Now, when they were very young, a C, just teaching them to write the letter C might suffice. But as their writing skills advanced, I might say, C-H, C-H makes the ch sound. So I began teaching phonetics in that way. And we would continue to sound out the word as long as they were interested in learning how to sound out the word. It was a really natural way for me to teach them. Now let's talk a little bit about curriculum. I do believe that curriculum and workbooks have their place and that they can be fun and they can be educational. However, I think that children need to be ready to learn the information presented within. So when you are looking at a workbook, and even if a child's been doing lessons well, if you can look ahead and see that these lessons are a little advanced, my kid's not ready for it, you might just skip it and not even approach it. Or you may approach it outside of the workbook even before you get to it in the workbook to just sort of test the waters, right? But I can tell you, I don't care what curriculum you use, your child will hit speed bumps with nearly any curriculum. And do you want to know why? I believe it's because there is not a curriculum that is created specifically for your child. I believe that when your child begins to have difficulty with any curriculum, that you need to be ready to adapt. And being prepared mentally as the parent to help your child adapt is really important. So in essence, there are two things that you can do. Generally, you'll first try to find another way to help your child learn the concept at hand. Second, you need to be prepared to just skip that concept altogether or take longer to help them adapt. I'll give you a quick little example here. In the reading curriculum that I used for my children when they were very young, they both actually hit a roadblock at almost exactly the same point in the curriculum. And I can look at that now and say, hmm, that curriculum is missing some things at about lesson 30. But I talked to our local librarian and she led us toward the Mo Willems books. And there was, I can't recall off the top of my head what the other set of books was. But we spent months reading through those books and others that were on that level before we went back to the curriculum. If I would have just continued to push my kid through the curriculum, that would have ended in tears and frustration and potentially hating reading. So by taking time to work with the child that was before me, with my own child, and recognizing that they weren't ready to go on, I was able to help them succeed in reading 
and it became a lot more fun. Now, when I went back to the curriculum, I actually think it was a mistake to go back to the curriculum. I think we should have just continued to read children's books, which if you have not listened to the episode with Mary Gallagher, and she is a co-author of Teach a Child to Read with Children's Books, you'll want to listen to that. That is the curriculum I would use today if I was going to use curriculum, but she guides you with children's books. Anyway, that was just sort of an example of adapting to where we were and not pushing through with that curriculum. Now, if you bypass a lesson that is important, you can always come back to the concept at a later time. And I do think it's important to help your child recognize that every human has strengths and weaknesses, and it's important to proceed while helping your child maintain a positive self-image. So you don't want your child to feel like, I'm dumb because I can't do this, when really their brain just wasn't ready. Their mind wasn't even asking the question yet. So they really weren't ready to learn the material. So I want to be very clear. I do believe the curriculum has its place and it can be a very effective way to help a person, a child, a teen, or an adult learn something new. However, I do not believe that curriculum is the only way to learn a concept. Now let's talk about teaching and learning concepts. I would suggest that you let the word concept be your guide. For example, if you want to teach your child how to add, Look at the many ways that you can help your child learn to add. Your child can learn to add while playing with Cheerios at the kitchen counter, or yes, through curriculum, but also through games like Yahtzee and Dominoes, and there are so many other games as well. But the concept is addition. How they learn is actually irrelevant as long as they learn how to add. So consider the concept and don't sweat it when it comes to the actual curriculum. Really, and this is why we have the slogan, live and learn your way at Homeschool Think Tank, because you need to live and learn in a way that works for you and your family, not what works for somebody else. Now, let me give you another example of letting a concept be your guide to your child's education. If you want your child to learn about a specific time in history, you could use a textbook as your guide But it doesn't need to be the only way that you help your child learn. You could also watch movies and documentaries together, listen to educational history podcasts, go to museums, and read both fiction and nonfiction books that focus on that era. So let's talk a little bit more about focusing on connection. I believe that the best thing you can do to help your child learn is to focus on your connection with your child. Have fun learning with your child. Then let them guide their own education by learning more about the things that interest them. So yes, I believe that connection must always come before curriculum. I believe that curriculum can be helpful, but that your connection with your child is much more important than any curriculum. So if the curriculum you have chosen is not working, Then find another way to work on the concept that your child needs or wants to learn, but put your connection first. So in the end, I believe that my children will benefit much more from a strong connection with their mother than they will from mastering any curriculum. So how did I fail? I failed as a mother when I let curriculum come between me and my children. 
I failed when I couldn't see that homeschooling wasn't about school, but that it was about family, community, education, and learning. I succeeded when I placed relationships before curriculum, when I saw the differences between school and education, and understood that homeschooling was about life, not about school. So how can you succeed? Really, what you'll want to do is ask yourself, what can you do with this information? If you've been struggling to put your connection with your child before curriculum, then I have a suggestion. You could set an alarm a few times a day as a reminder. Label it connection before curriculum. If you are doing public school at home and it's not working, then you might consider truly homeschooling your kids. You'll have far more options as a true homeschooler than you do through the public education system. If you are thinking about homeschooling your children, then you will want to check out our Start Homeschooling section on the Homeschool Think Tank website. So that's homeschoolthinktank.com. Finally, if you want to learn more about why you might want to focus on connection, then you might want to check out a few podcast interviews that we've done that are about parenting, and we'll link to those episodes in the show notes. And one of them is truly one of my favorite interviews. I just I love this interview and it is so good. So I will put that right at the top of the list and then I'll follow it with some of the others. And you'll also find a video about connecting with your children as well. So that is it for this week. I hope that this helps you understand why I believe that you might want to focus on connection before curriculum. All right, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a comment wherever you are listening to this. Let us know what you think of this episode. And if you like this, then please share it with your friends. All right, you take care. Have a great week. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.